All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska, slinging jokes. Had an interesting experience last night. I don't know that I've ever had this happen before. Uh, I'm trying to record a CD, uh, my sixth one. And uh, it's one of those things where I've been trying this for a while, but every time I listen back, I'm like, oh, I could have worded that joke just a little differently and a little better. Or, you know, the audience laughed somewhere that I didn't expect them to and it threw me off or just little stupid things that only we notice. But, sure. you know, I could just put out on the CD and no one would care about because they'd be like, oh, that's good. Um, so last night I am uh, I, I'm I'm trying to get out of my head, but I'm thinking like, wow, this is going really well. I think I have a good chunk of the CD off this show. And out of the blue, uh, citywide fireworks, not like someone shooting off bottle rockets, but like an actual fireworks display. <laughs> and I was like, well, there goes that take. Cause I'm doing, I'm doing this long, uh, bit and just, you know, 18, 12 overtures suddenly happening. Boom. I'm like, well, I guess we will record Saturday night and see what happens. So, that was a fun one because the comedy club is right downtown and the, the fireworks were going off two blocks away in some park and you could see them from the comedy club and everybody's just like laughing. That's rough, so, man. It is what it is. Anything, what's going on in your world? Anything fun? Um, Not much. Uh, listeners, I'll, I'll plug, uh, me and my girlfriend are producing another show uh, in Astoria next Friday. So if you're here Friday, 8 o'clock, catch... It's going to be an outdoor show, really nice venue, really good comics. Uh, yeah, no cover, um, cheap drinks. Come see the show, people. That uh, the day after the 4th, so that's July 5th. Yep. So this will post on July 1st. You have one, two, three, four days until the 5th to get to New York City and Astoria and see Jake's show. Yes, and listeners, if you're in the future right now, if you're listening to this as like a past episode, you know what it means? You're going and hitting our backlog. You <laughs> have to grab a DeLorean, hit your head on the sink, invent one of those flux capacitor things, and fucking come back to July 5th. 2019 and see our fucking show and that's how you do it all right uh i sent you news stories but one thing i did not send you is i didn't send you anything on the democratic debates um i'm gonna be right up front and say i didn't watch them i did not want to watch them i could give a fuck less about them um and I, I can tell you exactly why. Did you watch them? No, and I will tell you exactly why. Because I live in New York now, and it does not matter. Like, if you live on the coast and you're sitting here trying to figure out who's your favorite out of 22 people, stop. Because what's going to – it doesn't matter because you're only going to get to vote on the three people that the people in the flyover states give you to vote on in about three months or whatever. So uh, don't do that. The children of the corn decide our politics in this country. I used to be one of those children, and it fucking sucked. I didn't like having to do that. I didn't like having to sit there and and have the candidates come to Iowa like a year and a half early every single year because it was the first one to vote. Like, if you think Hillary Clinton sounded uh, un, ungenuine when she was saying that she packs hot sauce in her purse, y'all, on, on, uh, on, on, on the black radio show, like, wait until you hear candidates go to Iowa and pretend that that is their favorite state, even though they've never been there before. It's fucking ridiculous. 
That is a good reason to not give a fuck. Here's why I didn't give a fuck. Uh, first of all, 20 candidates, I mean, they should have cut it down to 10 immediately. There, there are right off the bat 10 people that have no chance, and they're just wasting time. Like that well, uh, crazy two hippie debates. lady. They had divided them into two debates. Exactly. It was ridiculous. Uh, and second, uh, there, there's so many reasons. One, my main reason for not watching is this. Um, I, I do not like the idea that we, and I understand it and I get that's the way it works, but I don't like the idea that we live in a fast food nation of immediate uh, gratification, and by that I mean sound bites. And with a debate with 10 people in one hour or 90 minutes, you're each getting 60 seconds to hit with your hardest, you know, cutest, right. uh, most memorable quote. And I don't like sound bites. I like paragraphs. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, I have nothing for her. I have nothing against her. But I have heard her interviewed on two different occasions. And on those during those interviews, I've thought, huh. She's not too bad. I'm not saying she won my vote, but I'm also not saying, like, oh, Tulsi has no chance. I enjoyed listening to her. The day after she was in the debate, a lot of people said, oh, we've got to count her out now. She doesn't have the right quotes or she wasn't strong or she wasn't forceful or whatever. I mean, you take anybody and you reduce them to 60 seconds. Okay, sure. Should they have something in their back pocket? Like, a, like for, we're, you and I are comedians, and we should be able to pull out, you know, a quick joke, a punchline, something that really hits hard that, you know, always works. Sure. But this is the presidency, and I enjoy long-form discussions and really getting a sense of who a candidate is. And you just don't get that in these fucking shout fests where— I, I, I followed the news the next day where they talked about the debate the night before, and all it is is people interrupting one another, and it just doesn't interest me. That's that's my main reason for not watching. Yeah, um, I I just I, I get what you're saying. I my thing is I'm just going to wait until there's less of them because that's when I'm going to get to vote on them anyway. I'm not going to try to memorize the name Pete, but good against you, like it's not going to matter uh, until he doesn't get voted off in the first seven states or whatever, man. Yep. Um, I did think this was funny. Uh, everyone was talking about how Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris, do you know how to pronounce her name? I'm, this is, that's how little I'm paying attention to anyone. I think it's Kamala. I know yeah. who she is. What's that? Kamala. Kamala? Yeah. Uh, she had, apparently she went after Joe Biden and I heard it. And, and I got to admit that that sort of bothers me too, because any reasonable person knows exactly what Joe Biden said and what he meant. He did not, like, after he said the thing about working with segregationists, which is kind of dumb, he's putting his foot in his mouth, but Cory Booker and, and Harris were both saying, oh, he's praising segregationists. He never praised the yeah, guy. Yeah, he, he didn't praise him. I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, like, why... I mean, yeah, maybe bringing that up wasn't the smartest choice or whatever, but his his no, thing, he was, was not praising those guys. He was saying, hey, look at the guys I was able to work with, even though I disagreed with them adamantly on stuff. It, it's... And he said one of them was the meanest son of a bitch he ever right. met. Now, his language where he said they never called me boy, they called me son, that was really stupid. That was a perfect Joe Biden foot in mouth, you know, because... Any white racist, especially segregation, is referring to an African-American male as, you know, well, boy, you do my... But a lot of Southerners refer to everybody as boy. But either way, it was, it was well, a stupid a statement. He I don't defend he never it. called me boy. He always called me son. He wasn't talking about anybody black at that point, though, right? Like, he was talking about himself. No, I'm just saying the language of boy, that 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 is... 
you know, sketchy. I get that he was talking about himself. But it either is, way, they took it way out of proportion. In, in like a racial term. I, I think, I, I mean, yeah, that's like, a, it's like, a stu- like, yeah, it, it, he was referring to those guys just saying boy in general. You know, like like Foghorn Leghorn. Right. We all grew up with Foghorn Leghorn. Boy, get my whatever. It was a rooster. But so the whole point is, I don't like. And so everyone talks about how uh, it, it's it's political opportunism uh, where we're attacking him. Yeah, it absolutely was. And, and the thing that I think is funny is uh, Kamala has seen, apparently gone one step too far with it. I don't know if you saw this. I only saw it right before we started recording. Everybody talks about how that was a great moment, how she went after Joe Biden and made him stumble and fumble, and he's lost some momentum. And she put out uh, apparently a very powerful tweet about how she was that girl. Uh, that little girl was me, Is was part of her tweet saying, you talk about how you didn't support federally mandated busing. That little girl was me. I was a bust student. Very powerful, except she's gone one too far. <laughs> she is apparently selling that little girl was me t-shirts now <laughs> to raise funds. And it's getting, you know, blowback on her. Like, really, you're putting your own little child, uh, your, your, yourself as a child on a t-shirt and you're selling it. <laughs> and uh, even people that like the moment are saying, Ah, uh, it's a little much now. Uh, you, you, <laughs> that little girl was me teach. Because that's the funny thing is that's that's again where we are as a society is you have this viral moment, and then you do everything you can to cash in on it. Right? Hey, l- and- little girl, what what are your policies? You know what I mean? Maybe we should elect you on that. Like, why is that? Why is your um um? Oh, I was I was a little girl who took a bus to school. Like why? Why is that your fucking platform all of a sudden? Like this is it's crazy. Like well, it's not a platform. She's talking about her childhood. Her experience right, is saying that right, she was bust into a white community why is, and the, how that affected her as a person. Okay, I get but where why it comes is that from. Bigger than her, her actual fucking platform. You, you know what I'm saying? Like why is that? Well, I think it center? defines her platform. I think it defines who she is. I'm just making fun of the T-shirt. Right. I get where she's coming from. I get the statement. I do think it's powerful. I think it's somewhat disingenuous how she went after Biden for what he said. But I get her back. Backstory and how that defined her as a person. I'm not saying leave backstories out of it. I'm just saying, why does your backstory define your political platform? Like, how are you going to vote different than him? How are you going to um, act differently in order to uh, get things done? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, how are you going? How is this going to help you push your agenda? That's that's what's unclear for me. I'm not saying don't bring it up. I'm just saying, like, why is that all of a sudden you're selling T-shirts with it? Like, this is front and center? Like, I, uh, no, I want to vote for a policy, not a girl on a bus. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I think that's where I, I, I agree that it's funny that she's selling T-shirts. It's just, it's like I say, it's a viral moment that's, it's like, oh, let's use it to raise cash. But what you said about how is that going to make you vote differently than me, that is an interesting question because I, I almost guarantee that if you line up a series of policies, Harris and Biden would vote the same way on 98, 99, if not 100% of them, most of them, maybe there are like one or two wiggle room. So it's funny. That's the other thing about the Democratic debates is you have people that, for the most part, agree with one another, now attacking one another, elbowing one another to to jockey to the front of the line. And I'm not sure that's helpful. The one thing I did hear across the board is the person that stood out was Pete Buttigieg because he didn't do any of that. He just sort of stood and acted like the adult in the room and, uh, again, didn't see it. But most of what I've read is that he he answered calmly and um, cleanly every time and didn't get into the personal attacks or debates. 
that's good, man. I mean, that's you know, it's what they should be doing, and it is it is why no one will pay attention to him. <laughs> like they want angry tweets, man. It's 2019. Right. Um, all right, let's do something lighter than that really quick. I, I, we could save this till the end. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I have nothing really to say about it. I just thought it was hilarious. I sent you a, a news story, and it was the headline that really grabbed me more than anything. And then you scroll the story, and... Uh, yeah, it, it's 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 about a uh, bill, a vaccination bill in California, where they are calling for, um, if not, okay, let's just read it here. Tighten the state schools' immunization requirements. They're not mandating uh, immunization, but they are really saying you can't just opt out for any reason anymore. They are really trying to strengthen immunizations uh, in California. They are going after stupid hippie anti-vaxxers. And you'd think that would be the story, and it is in part, but the headline is California vaccination bill opposed by Jessica Biel is passed. That's the frame, that's that's the context in which we focus now. How we how the lens which we look through to understand legislation is how does a celebrity feel about it? Oh, Jessica Bill doesn't like Jessica Biel doesn't like this bill. Oh, but she lost, her side lost. And then if you scroll down, uh oh, it was a different one. Oh, no, it is. It's this one. Actress actress Kristen Bell and her her actor husband Dak Shepard supported the bill. This is how we are focusing the vaccination debate in California. Which celebrities are for it and which celebrities are against it. Listen, that, I know that's where that we vaccinating are as a society. your kids so that you don't uh, bring back the Black Plague sounds like a good thing. But know that if you do vaccinate your kids, you agree with known racist actor Mel Gibson. He also vaccinates his kids, so don't do it. <laughs> oh... I'm not sure if I find it more amusing or sad. I, I guess it would depend on my mood. It's it's sad, but I can't be depressed by it because I have a life. So I just I have to laugh at it because it's so stupid. Yeah, I. It's 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 really weird to like. Be rich and be against vaccinating kids because then it's like, dude, you. You got enough money to be educated. You know what I mean? Like, how are you this fucking dumb? It's ridiculous. Uh, well, money doesn't necessarily equate education. And a lot of, well, let's, right. I'm not no, trying to make I know. fun of Especially Jessica entertainment, But I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like you get, you get the resources available. Like just Google all the reasons it's bad not to be fucking vaccinated, man. Don't die of the measles. Well, that's the problem is that is there, you can Google anything now. That's there. There. I think part of the problem you talk about rich and, and educated, they, they don't equate because, I'm not positive on Jessica Biel, but I know her husband, Justin Timberlake, was a Mouseketeer and Britney Spears. I mean, we're talking about kids that grew up basically outside a school system where you're supposed to have a tutor for two or three hours a day in order to be an actor. So you grow up highly uneducated. Like you can be a streetwise person. You can be a smart person and figure things out. Now, yeah, I, I I know I get I get that it's different in entertainment. I'm just saying, like, there's there's just a level of fucking dumb you have to be to not realize that vaccinations are a good thing. And it's 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 just like, what do you? How do you? How are you loaded and and this fucking stupid? It's ridiculous. 
I agree with you. I absolutely do agree. But I also think it goes to, I finally watched that video, uh, that documentary we talked about a couple weeks ago that you, you talked about, you brought it up. I watched the documentary Behind the Curve about flat earthers. And I think the anti-vaccination movement is very similar in, I can't remember who explained it, but they said that you find a group of people that feel isolated and they want to feel smart about something. Right. So they pick the stupidest thing to be wrong about, and then they find a community that agrees with them. So they think they're smarter than everyone because they think they have this inside knowledge like, oh, you know, you find this small, tight-knit community of people who believes the same thing you believe. Yeah, and their, and their conspiracy is so stupid and but so big. That it's like, listen, the reason that we suck at life isn't us. It's life. All, all, of, all of this whole society we're in is one giant conspiracy, and we crack the code. And, exactly. and now we're together, and, and we're smarter than that. And uh, I think— But these people are succeeding. That's, that's the thing. Is, is there, these aren't the people on the Flat Earth documentary. That's kind of what I'm getting at with them, is it makes sense to me, the, the guy in his mom's basement— who was basically everybody on that documentary going, we are are not crushing it because we have not sold out and given in to this fake society, this this government that's against us and and vaccinating our kids with poison and and and, and telling us the earth is a different shape and all that shit. Like these are people crushing it. These these are people at the top of their game. These are wildly successful people going, yeah, I don't believe any of this shit. <laughs> I am crushing it in a fake society that's out to get us. Oh, that is an interesting, uh, yeah, I hear where you're coming from. So, yeah, everybody in the Flat Earth uh, Society, they were failures that lived in their mom's basement, and they blamed society for their failures. And I get what you're saying. We're talking about rich celebrities, like I think Alanis Morissette is one. I know Alicia Silverstone is one. We just talked about Jessica Biel. Um, who have already made millions of dollars and are now saying, huh, what other weird shit can I glob onto? Oh, yeah, right. anti-vaccination. So they're, they're at the peak of, yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from. All right, I can't explain that. That's interesting. Right, because it's not just a weird um, a spiritual health thing with the, with the anti-vaccination. I know that it can, it can seem like, oh, let's, let's do things natural and let's blah, 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 blah. But it, it, it goes deeper than that because you have to basically be like, oh, all the fucking doctors are lying to us. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that there's not some truth to that in in the sense that like okay they're they're pushing shit on us that's bad for us. You know what I mean? Like we're we're a heavily overprescribed country. You know? Well, I was we, just gonna we, we, we I was gonna interrupt you and say that like I think there's a difference between scientists, doctors, and the pharmaceutical industry. The pharmaceutical right. industry will say, "Ooh, if we create this pill that doesn't cure the disease but just levels it off enough that you have to take the pill for the rest of your life," that's what they're into. I do believe there are doctors right. and scientists and are saying, I want to cure and, this. And yeah, so that, that definitely has some crossover. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a profit motive there in that industry, and it is it has caused... It has caused us to be over-prescribed with certain things. You yes. Know? That being said, that's not what vaccinations are. Vaccinations aren't, hey, keep giving them this so we can keep getting money. Like, if, if this was all just about companies wanting to pump shit into us for money... They wouldn't vaccinate us. They would let us get the measles and then sell us pills that treat some of the symptoms for measles right. without curing measles. Or the vaccinations would wear off every six months. 
Right. It would be like an iPhone. It would it would be like, listen, you gotta get the updates. You gotta come back. You gotta oh, it's a different charger. You gotta pay yeah, this needle doesn't work for the new one. You gotta pay for the fancy needle. It's funny because uh, the, what you just said, uh, this needle doesn't work. Um, as we've talked about on this podcast, my dog, our my mini schnauzer named Kitty, ha- is diabetic, has diabetes, and we have to give him insulin twice a day. And um, we got, when, when at first uh, we put out there on social media, like, oh, our dog has uh, diabetes. Someone said, oh, my dog had diabetes and then passed away. I have a bunch of needles you can have just to get you started. And we're like, oh, thanks. So we started using these needles. And when it came, when we ran out, we had to buy our first batch of needles. Um, our vet recommended a brand. We went to buy the brand we had already had because we were familiar with it and used to it. And they said, no, no, you're using a human needle, I think. You need to buy this dog needle. And the price difference was insane. It was like the dog needle was so much uh, more expensive than the human needle because, you know, fewer dogs have, in, uh, have diabetes. And so we're like, okay, I guess. And they're like, no, no, this needle gets the the medicine in better. It works better for dogs. And so when you have diabetes, you're checking blood sugar levels. So we did. We bought the dog needles, and there was no change in anything with the blood sugars. So we went back to the human needles that were cheaper. And every time we do it, our vet says, "Uh, do you you need any needles? Are you sure you don't want to buy our needles? And we're like, no, we're good using, we checked. We we did our own one dog test study where use the dog needle, check the blood sugar. It says this, use the human needle, check the blood sugar. It says the same exact thing. So you can say all you want that the needle's different and it injects the medicine better or different. But it, it didn't. It didn't. The cheaper needle worked just as good as the expensive needle. We were just being pushed because one said dog on it and the other said human. I don't know, man. You got to be careful. I injected my dog with a human needle, started growing a finger on one of his paws. It was fucking weird. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, 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 I want to return quick to uh, Behind the Curve because I think you talked about this uh, when you had seen the documentary and I had not. The most amusing part of that to me was it was three separate times, once in the middle and once right at the end, and I can't remember the third one. Maybe it was only two times, but I think it was three, where these guys set up experiments to prove the Earth was flat, and they proved themselves wrong and then had to sit there and go, huh, all right, well, we proved ourselves wrong because this, let's try it again. Yeah, and, and now, it's just so yes. funny. <laughs> they did one it's, where they it's spent. It's not about are we right or wrong. It's about let us prove how how we're right. If we get something that says we're not right, we must now prove how that thing was wrong. Exactly. They spent twenty thousand dollars on a. Uh, highly calibrated, I think it was laser gyroscope, and they said this will turn out to prove the world is flat. If it was, if it had a curve, it would show a 15 degree lilt, and every time it showed a 15 degree uh, curve, and they're like, huh. Well, uh, maybe we did it wrong this way. And they tried, and, they, and then they just sort of walked it back. And the other one was the guy with the laser and the light. And he goes, okay, we're going to cut a coal here and one a couple miles away, and it should go right through. And it didn't. And then they had to raise their arms to adjust for curvature. And then, do you see the light? Yeah. And they're like, ooh. <laughs> like, everything they do proves that the earth is round. Yeah, and but they, then they'll, they'll just say some stupid shit. Oh, it was blocked by weeds. Yes. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, what are you? What are you talking about? I, I, I really 
felt, um, I'm not sure what, bad, empathetic. There was one guy, I believe he was African-American, who spoke at the convention, and he was tearing up. He said, you know, just when this community welcomed me and made me feel so, I'm like, it's just insane how people are desperate for contact, how they they want a society. They want to be surrounded by... No, no, he wasn't, he wasn't a flat earth guy. He was a scientist. He was saying... No, 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 not the guy in the bar. Not the guy in the bar. There was a guy in the bar that said we need to reach out to this community. There was a skinny man. Uh, There was a scientist that was African-American who said we cannot belittle these people. We have to do a better job reaching them. Um, That's who you're talking about. There was was an African-American, a skinny guy at the convention who was was on stage almost in tears saying, I've never felt so welcomed. It's been a while since I've seen it. It was just like, wow, these people are desperate for community, and that's why they all found one another. Yeah, pretty much, man. Um, yeah, they even have on their uh, flat Earth dating websites, which is horrified thing. me at first. But then I thought about it, and I was like, I need to break up with my girlfriend immediately and get on this site because I, I realized in that moment that I have a type. What is that type? Women that'll believe anything. Yes, <laughs> they're fucking perfect, man. Every day with my new flat Earth girlfriend, I come home and just anything. I did do the dishes, honey, but then NASA broke in and made a brisket. Yeah. <laughs> or if you want to go even really gross or worse, uh, mean about it, like, no, no, I haven't cheated on you. That uh, that woman you found in the bed, caught me in the bed with, was a NASA spy that was just trying to break us up because uh, you know I I yeah you 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 caught me almost having sex with her, but it wasn't real. Sex. It was all a conspiracy, or you know, if you can, if she, if you can convince her the Earth is flat, she's not going to put up much of a fight about anal. Like, no, no, let's let's do that. No, it, right. it'll only yeah. sting a bit when I put it in. Trust me, you'll like Who it. Who put that thong that's not yours in between the couch cushions? Neil deGrasse Tyson, that sneaky <laughs> bastard, trying to break up the flat Earth couples. That's what it trying is. Trying to convince us that there's curvature to the Earth, that men walked on the moon, and that women only like anal on my birthday. He's a fucking liar. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Also, right. Bill Nye, the science guy, got drunk and pissed my pants last night. <laughs> I like that one. That one made me giggle. Um, let's shift gears again. This, uh, I, 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 like I said about uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, I don't, I don't really keep track of uh, AOC because she's in New York, and I think the the one thing I do feel about her is she gets too much press coverage. I don't like how every news story has to be. Well, how does uh, AOC feel about it? Um, that's a bit much for me. That that said, I will give her props when she does something I think is hilarious. And I don't know if you saw this one. Oh, I did send this one to you, where um, she compared the camps on the uh, borders, the migrant camps, the internment camps, to concentration camps. She used the word concentration camps. So Steve King, Iowa racist piece of shit Steve King, called her out. He... Uh, said that he tweeted that I went to Auschwitz and Birkenau and, 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 you know, I saw the, the concentration camps. How dare you use this language and you should apologize or visit the concentration camps yourself. And she just tweets back like, uh, when you were over there visiting Auschwitz, didn't you also re- meet with right-wing Nazi leaders? 
and just like completely shut down. <laughs> I mean, how stupid is he to forget? Like, it, that's the problem with being that stupid and hip, hip, uh, hypocritical is you think you have her backed in like, oh, I'm going to show her. I'm going to get the she used the, the term concentration camp. I'm going to show her uh, completely forgetting that you're a racist asshole that actually met with Nazis while you were supposed to be commemorating uh, uh, concentration camps in Germany. Well, he fucking yeah, blasted I mean, him. I, I haven't read up on this guy that he met with, you know, I, or, like, yeah, it, and that's, if that's fucking true, that's that's awful. Wouldn't shock me out of Stephen King, though. Uh, no, or not Steve at King. all. Sorry. Uh, uh, sorry to the author of It. Uh, Mike, yeah, many apologies. Was, which, the author had a funny fucking tweet about that. I don't remember what it was, but it was goddamn hilarious about getting mixed up with that guy. Um, uh, but, yeah, the, the thing is, it's like, do I think it is a stretch do I think he I think Steve King has a a little bit of a point on this. It is a stretch to compare that to fucking like Auschwitz and shit. That being said, um instead of addressing that, why don't you address the actual fucking camps that you're putting these yes. kids in? You know what I mean? Like that's the it's like yeah, is it is it literally as bad as Nazi death camps? No. That's an that is a a, a wild stretch by you know, a, a a pretty fucking wild congressman. Like yeah, that being said, Everything else she said about that is true. <laughs> like, what do you, maybe address the meat and potatoes of what the fuck she's talking about and not get hung up on, um, you know, semantics and a, 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 a comparison. That was a bit of a stretch. Like, uh, talk about the real fucking issue. What are you doing for these kids? Well, I you mentioned tweets, and I did see a great tweet that basically summarized what you just said, which is the tweet said, and this is paraphrasing, was, you know, if we are arguing over is it a concentration camp or not a concentration camp, maybe our society isn't in a great place if that's the conversation we're having. You know, maybe if, if we're arguing over terminology, we're doing something wrong. Right, right. And and the thing is it's like, yeah, man, I get I get saying that yeah, it's a stretch. I, I agree with that. That being said, it's still fucked up that you're, you know, separating the families and doing all so I, I yeah, just we shouldn't be throwing kids in cages. We should find a, a better system for that. They're, oh well yeah, I get that they that they they're arrested, they're here illegally, whatever. But, I mean, if you're going to deport a whole family, figure out some way where you keep them together, you know? And if, if you have to have – and that that is one area that you can almost be pushing for, like, bipartisan funding for border security because, you know, they're going to be sent to facilities on the border where that stuff's getting processed and you need money for bigger facilities – for that, you could kind of have both sides sort of coming together on that, but we're so fucking polarized anymore that it's never going to get talked about in that way. Well, let's you and I talk about it in that way, because going back to what I originally said about we are a soundbite nation, we are a clickbait nation. And you and I have talked about that on here before, where I will pull up a clickbait article. I think I did, I remember one with Tiffany Haddish where it says Tiffany Haddish had to put up with horrible racism during auditions. And the story had nothing to do with that. Like it, it, it was, she left it. But anyway, I'm not even going to get into it right now. Um, let's talk uh, about the, the clickbait headlines all week 
They're real headlines, and I agree it's disgusting and horrible, and, and I do not like what's being, I do not like what is happening. I will say that up front. Uh, every headline said, oh, my God, the children detainees, this is horrible. They're living in filth. There are 300 people uh, in one detention center. They're all the children detention centers, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if anybody remembers, but two months ago, and it didn't make wide news because it's not clickbait. It doesn't get people excited. It doesn't get them angry. It doesn't get them sad. All the talk, or maybe I just listen to different podcasts that actually go in depth. Every single person I read or listened to or any single expert or border security agent uh, that was interviewed, every news article I read said these detention facilities were built 20 years ago when it was one or two or three men a day coming across, and we'd put them here, and then they would move on. When we are getting 200 people a day, and they are families, they're not just single men going looking for work, yeah, we get overcrowded immediately. It's The, the way the clickbait headlines get it lined up is that they're doing this on purpose, that they are purposely trying to put like like create the worst conditions possible and that they hate kids and that they hate everyone and i again yeah, i think it's not disgusting about finding solutions at all they're not they're just going look how fucking racist um the the the, the border patrol is like look how racist right. the government is. look out and it's i'm not saying that there's not some truth to that i'm saying well what's what's the fucking solution man it's 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 bigger facilities, it's better facilities, but yep. we never really get to that point with, with that clickbaity shit. And I did, it's funny, you talk about the migrant families, or I, I just brought it up, the migrant families. The, the solution is not uh, to point a finger and scream, look at how bad this is. The point is, we have, it's, it's like anything that hasn't been updated in 20 years. It's out of date. Um, so it does need to be bigger, better, newer, modernized. And one thing I found funny was I did hear a podcast. I couldn't even begin to tell you which one it, what it was. I think it might have been the Daily by the New York Times. That said, they, they actually interviewed a, a, a coyote, and I hate it when a white person, uh, Latinos up it. They said, uh, they said we interviewed a coyote. I'm like, oh, just fucking say coyote, okay? Just, just fucking say coyote. You're white. Um, I had a very delicious burrito yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate that fucking shit. Like, dude, uh, just... just... I know. Talk normal. What are you doing? You sound stupid when you try to enunciate it. Well, you, like you, if, you, if, you, if you're if you're a Latino and you're then fine. You, you, you right. absolutely. But when yeah. you're when you're a honky American, then don't do it. So I heard them interviewing a coyote in I think it was Guatemala, and he said um, they they said their best propaganda is Donald Trump, especially when he closes the border. Not not when he does do it, when he threatens to, and he's like, "All right, that's it. I'm closing the border." What they do is they like basically advertise hey donald trump is closing the border you better get across now so they like on any given day if they were going to get 10 people going north uh then they get 100 saying oh shit he's right. closing the border it turns into we better run for those it. stores you you pass in new york all the time that that have been had signs saying closing soon for the past eight years yeah well, but it works. It's I, I equate it more to uh, Cabbage Patch dolls of the 1980s or anything collectible like uh, Air Jordans or I, I don't know what the hot things are today, but um, a, a rare Pokemon where they say, hey, this is only going to be available. You can get across the border for one week and then it's gone. And so everybody rushes the border and then you have an overcrowded facility. 
I, Donald Trump said there was a crisis at, a, at the border, and he kind of created it. It was, I don't want to say, a con, it, was, it was more a controlled chaos before Donald Trump, and now it's just chaos, chaos. And yeah. it's just silly. And Because how many times did we read about caravans under Obama? Like, I'm sure they started to come across. I'm sure, sure they existed, but it, they're, they're, they're a thing now. Yeah, it well, it wasn't as as fucking uh, politicized back then, you know, because right. it, he has turned immigration into this crazy polarizing thing that it didn't used to be, you know, and that's kind of where we're at with it now. That's kind of where we are at with everything. Um, I, I didn't send you this, uh, but it just popped into my head uh, because I just heard it yesterday, which I thought was funny because it was something I suspected, and it goes along with clickbait, so that's the way my brain is working right now. The, the, the Dominican Republic, have you been following any of that? You talking about Big Poppy or you talking about people getting sick? I'm talking about people getting sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing I heard yesterday, which is what I, I – in, in the back of my head, every time they said, ooh, someone died in the Dominican Republic, someone de- – I did see this figure that said – and I'm going to make it up because I don't remember the figure, but, you know, 4 million people visit the Dominican Republic every year. This is going to be a blow to their tourist industry. And, and as I heard that, I said, well, if 4 million people visit every year – doesn't it stand to reason that maybe eight or nine die every year? And then I heard the story yesterday that said uh, the the U.S. Uh, released a figure that said, hey, we're not putting the Dominican Republic on a warning zone or a, a list because deaths have remained consistent. It's literally like, I don't know if you remember this, uh, swine flu, pit bird, avian bird flu, uh, shark attacks. It is the big, oh my God, scary story of the moment when in reality, nothing has changed over the few, over the past few years. Like, um, I remember when shark attacks was the thing they said, oh my God, another shark attack, another shark attack. And then someone sat down and said, yeah, there, there are five shark attacks on this beach every year. It's just that this year you're reporting it. And it's the same goddamn thing with the Dominican Republic is there are nine deaths a year, roughly. And we just decided to notice it this year and freak out about it. Well, but are the are the nine from that same thing? I think it was that it was a concentrated thing and it wasn't it wasn't a weird like, oh, they they had an accident and they fell off a cliff or they got they got fucking stabbed or they got, you you know, like whatever. Um, I think it's pretty the same. I think they just sort of died. It was like it was like, it's like five of them together though, right? No, I think it's like they say two here, two there. I think the weird ones are like a couple died together where they were just in their room and that was very suspicious like wait a second, you know, one death like someone someone dies, sure, but why did they both die? Like my wife and I went to the Dominican Republic on our honeymoon. We went to Punta Cana where a couple of these deaths had taken place. And I'll tell you a couple things about it. One, she got the butt sneezes. Um, the food there, yeah, you're going to get Montezuma's Revenge. It's, it's whatever it is, uh, it's all bland. Um, the, the, we stayed on an all-inclusive resort where they said, oh, we have a Thai restaurant, a Japanese restaurant, an Italian restaurant, a Mexican restaurant. And it's literally one kitchen with a bunch of shit. It's not like a, a five-star chef, a world-class. It's a shitty kitchen, and they just churn the crap out, and it all tastes the same. You go to the Mexican restaurant, and it tastes the same as the Thai and it's all crap, and it makes you sick. So if you have a weak constitution, yeah, you're going to get really sick. Uh, I'm not sure where I was going with this. I'm just saying it's just funny that that's it, this. according to the U.S. government, what we are seeing is not out of line with what we've seen in previous years. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, but I, I haven't fo- been following it that close, but didn't they, wasn't it all like one resort, though? I haven't been following it with a jeweler's lens, but I do think it's a couple different resorts. I know maybe one resort, I know the Hard Rock uh, got some notice, but I'm pretty sure, like, Punta Cana is, I'm just going to, I'm sort of wrong here, but I'm sort of right. Punta Cana is like Iowa. It's not like Punta Cana is the one resort. And I think people might confuse that. They hear, oh, it happened in Punta Cana, so they just think it's one place. It's, it's, there are several resorts okay. in that location. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, what, now, I, now I wish we could Google it, like how many, how well, many asked, died with, because it, well, it's kind of like, look, what, what, what do most gun deaths come from? They come from like individual suicides or individual murders, but like the ones that really get most of the focus is when like some guy fucking decides I'm just going to go crazy and kill 12 people at once. You know, right? I think it's the same kind of thing. Um, you said you wish we could Google it. I, I did ask Kat if she wanted to, to, if she was able to come on and be our, you know, background Google friend as she does for us when she can, and she wasn't able yeah, to today. Yeah, let's blame Kat for not yeah, being here. Let's blame her because she, if she were in the back uh, googling like she does for us when she can, then she would pipe in and say, "All right, well, I looked it up while you two idiots were babbling on," and then she would hit us with the facts like she does. That's true. That's true. All right, let's do one more story, and I picked this one because I just thought it was. I don't know why I picked this one. Um, I think it's a sign of fragility or just makes me angry as that this is A, news, or B, that there's someone out there like this. This is a nightmare. A woman fell asleep mid-flight and woke up trapped in a dark airplane alone. And what happened is, is this... That sounds like the most boring episode of Black Mirror that ever was filmed. <laughs> or, <laughs> but it's just like the whole story is this woman, and there's going to be a lawsuit, and she's going to sue, and I get it. It was a huge fuck-up, and I don't know how it happens. She fell asleep on her airplane, and the plane landed and deplaned, and doesn't a ground crew come in and sweep this plane, or doesn't a, a, yeah, a flight attendant walk to. through? Yeah. I, somehow this person asleep on the airplane got missed and she woke up at night when the plane was in a hangar away from the tarmac and she freaked out and was like, I can't get off this plane. Oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm so scared. It's like, all right, I get it. You're cold. You're going to be hungry, but it's not like you're trapped out in the Sahara desert. You know, you, you know where you are and your battery died. But the thing is she got a text off. I mean, Sure, your battery's going to die, but you can be. You have the time to say, "Hey, here's the deal. I just woke up on this airplane. Quick, tell the authorities to whoever she texted." And then you sit back and go, "Wow, this is a really weird, stupid experience. I can't believe these idiots." And then when it's done, you say, "All right, uh, I guess I get a couple free flights out of you." But the whole story is her. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I was so scared. It was dark and it was alone. It's like there are worse places to be trapped alone. Like. I walking through a trailer park full of meth heads or, you know, uh, a pack of uh, wild dogs or, as I already said, the Sahara Desert. To wake up on an airplane and say, I couldn't get off, you know, just wait it out. I think they're going to use that airplane the very next day. For one thing, some of the best times in my life was in trailer parks with meth heads. Uh, also, <laughs> I, if I ever wake up on a dark plane like that and I can't get off, first thing I'm doing, maybe it's just because I'm a drunk. Um, this is part of the reason that um, 
I don't know. I've enjoyed hanging out in Turner Park with, with with meth heads, but I am going straight to that fucking bar, man. I am drinking a whole bunch of those little airplane shots, and they are going to find me like um, like Denzel Washington in at the end of that movie, Flight. You know what I mean? Just surrounded <laughs> by the little airplane bottles, just empty. What? Hey, also, if you try to charge me for any of them, you know what I mean? Just covered with empty, empty vodka bottles in my own urine. It's going to be ridiculous. She. This is a. I love this quote. I'd forgotten it. Uh, it was so dark, and I was so afraid. Then she found a flashlight. Quote. I was so happy. That was like the best moment ever. I. I would think that if you wake up, maybe you know, not finding a flashlight, but maybe finding, like you said, the booze or the snacks or the food. Like, oh, cool, I can eat. I just found crackers or peanuts or whatever peanuts aren't allowed to play because we're all allergic now. But here's the thing. She said she was trying to get a door open, but then she discovered it was a 40 to 50 foot drop between her and the tarmac. Um, I don't know exactly what kind of plane she was on. It had to be pretty big for her to be missed. I doubt it was a Cessna. Uh, but if you're on a plane of any size, isn't there uh, the back door or the mid door opens with a uh, if, if I'm trapped on a plane, I'm not thinking, "Ooh, how nice can I be to this plane? I'm thinking I'm ripping off the emergency door and letting that ramp drop if they have to pay because that inflatable ramp, like whatever it costs them. Fuck you. You have to pay that because you trapped me on an airplane like. I, well, it sounds like she said there was a drop. It sounds like she took the door off, but it didn't. Uh, well, that's the front out, door. Right? I know the front door does not have the 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 the, the inflatable, but the side, uh, the the mid door and the back door are the two that always have it. Never the front door. I mean, I don't know. I think you're being kind of harsh to this lady. It, it sounds like it fucking sucked. <laughs> well, I'm sure it sucked, but it's not the worst thing ever to happen to you unless you're like a, a fucking uh, erudite. Is that did I use that right? Socialite. Unless you're like, uh, uh, you know, a wealthy, you know, pinky out sipping tea sipping. Oh, my goodness. I've you know, like unless you've lived a life of complete leisure being trapped on an airplane. It doesn't sound as bad as the story made it out. I like I, I get that it's going to suck. I get that you're going to be unhappy but to panic and be like oh my god am i gonna see tomorrow you're you're trapped on a goddamn airplane with a cell phone and you were able to get a text off to let someone know you were trapped on the airplane at that point it's just waited out hey give my name let them know what flight i was on tell them to come get me yeah yeah it's it's it sounds like she's overreacting but still it was a massive fuck up you know and I don't know, it's a massive fuck How do you leave someone in an airplane? Like, it makes no sense to me. I bet if I tried to hide on an airplane, I couldn't get away with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. All and right. I have tried. They caught me every time. They're like, you're trying to steal the booze again, aren't you, you bastard? You want to sit in a dark <laughs> hangar at night and get trashed? <laughs> trashed. All right. Uh, go see Jake's show in Astoria this uh, Friday, July 5th. Did you give a start time? Yeah, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, outdoors. Uh, hopefully it won't be as hot as it is here in Lincoln. Uh, it's going to hit 98 goddamn degrees. I am staying in this nice, cool comedy condo all goddamn day. I'm going uh, to read the book I have with me. I have Camelot's N. I'm, I'm halfway through. Um, listeners, if you like reading, I am halfway through John Ward's book, Camelot's End, Kennedy versus Carter and the Fight that Broke the Democratic nice. Party. I did not know that Kennedy, uh, Edward Kennedy, Teddy Kennedy, ran against President Carter in 1980. President Carter was President Carter, but he faced a challenge from within, and it, it was... It, 
almost parallels the Bernie Sanders Hillary fight that really divided the party and helped the Democrats lose. It's funny how people do not learn from history. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, it's, a, it it's a good book. All right, kids, thanks for listening. JakeVevra.com, NathanTimmel.com. Wait, they're, they're blaming Bernie Sanders for Hillary Clinton losing? No, this is a book about Kennedy and Carter. Oh, okay. So I, I, I... so there you go, NathanTimmel.com. They were talking about Kennedy and Carter, but then they threw it in that last little bit. I'm like, wait a minute, really? I threw it not, in. Uh, I'm saying not, history not campaigning in key districts that had nothing to do with it? <laughs> well, it, had every, it was a perfect storm. We're not going to get into it. I, I'm already, I have a, uh, an idiot online who keeps trying to bring up Hillary. I'm like, oh my God, 2016 is over. And you're getting it wrong anyway. I, I don't even like talking about it. It's, it's fucking the past. Look to the future. Look to the now. Look to the future. And thanks for listening. Later. <laughs>